0: Hello and welcome to Do The Franchise with me Jake And me James Oh it's an enthusiastic hello and welcome Because we are now at the end of Alien After how many films? Four five? This is the sixth Alien film we've done so yeah, six say it movies. Quietly, because he, he might make another one. Oh God, I know. Just before we go on, this did feel. It felt like Money for all Rope in many ways, but also, I don't know. It felt unnecessary. I never. I don't think we've ever said that before in any of these episodes we've done, where you watch a movie which is purely and simply gratuitous in every single aspect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I, what I mean? I think it- I don't think I've ever watched a movie where I've want to the alien to win. <laughs> yeah, that, I agree with <laughs> that. More, that's, that's not it. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ugh. you're meant to side with the humans, aren't you? You know, you're meant to see something on screen that you can align with and think, "Yeah, yeah. that's a human like me, and I'd want to survive." Precisely. Uh, no. no. So not not this one.
0: Shock horror. We are doing Alien Covenant, which was the long-awaited, not really asked-for sequel. To the prequel, Prometheus. It's a sequel prequel. Um, so it's a sequel to Prometheus, but it's not really a sequel to Prometheus, but it is, but it's also a sequel, a prequel to Alien, but it isn't. And it's also basically a remake of Alien, but it's not.
1: <laughs> is that yeah. the best way of describing it, I think? Yeah, it's it's a it's a film in the franchise. It literally feels like god I don't know do you know when you um, me and you've seen a lot of
0: this in in, in the sort of extended universe of things like DC and Marvel where they do a uh, like like Batman Batman's a really good example they've gone this is Batman and there's a a Batman in the DC universe and now there's a Robert Pattinson Batman now he's a separate Batman and he exists in his own paradigm in his own Gotham uh, and he's not going to interact with other DC Batmans He's, he's a Batman on his own ignore everything else blah 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 a bit like Christian Bale yeah. That's what this felt like. It felt like the director was making his own alien film, semi-conscious of the fact that it had to be linked to Prometheus, but also saying, we're just going to redo the fucking first one with some updated special effects. I mean, that's what it is,
1: isn't it? Basically. Yeah, it's it's the the first one with added special effects and more Michael Fassbender.
0: Yeah, I oh god, let's get into the shit show that was Alien Covenant. Anyway, so, um IMDB gave this 6.4 out of 10, which I think is pretty blasy. I thought it was, I thought it was generous. Um Very. Rotten Tomatoes gave it 65%. I think the audience score was lower, it was like 55%. Um my first note on this movie because uh, James and me always make notes before uh, as we're watching the film it just i just put this movie looks good yeah <laughs> it's like it looks really good i knew it was going to be kind of crap but i was also really excited to watch it again and be like oh it's alien
1: again <laughs> yeah i i wonder how much of the the six out of ten and the the 60 odd percent is basically people also thinking woo aliens
0: yeah, it it literally feels like when we said this and we went through Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection is that they're just going, throw a ragtag group together, throw them on a ship, they're going to make sexual innuendos and references, they're going to smoke a lot and an alien's going to burst out of someone's chest and it's all going to go to crap. And it's very formulaic in that that's pretty much what happens in every single one of them. Less so in Prometheus, as we said, which we kind of liked until they just went and there's a xenomorph at the end. Um, I think he's called a deacon. I've done some research on that uh, since we did Prometheus. Uh, so the thing at the end of Prometheus is called the deacon. Um, I don't know if you know this, James. Did you know this?
1: I, I didn't know this, no. So the deacon just kind of looks like a, an alien
0: yeah, and in Alien Covenant, which we're doing now, there's the, there's some white aliens that uh, appear at the beginning in the sort of first half of the movie, and they are pale, white-skinned creatures that look a bit like xenomorphs, but apparently they're called neomorphs, um, uh. because there's a huge crescendo when the xenomorph is finally born out of the captain in this movie, um, which is odd, because they kind of set up in Prometheus that the, the the engineers had a mural of the xenomorph, didn't they, on the wall? yeah. And they had an yeah, old mural of one coming out of an engineer. And there's even engineer bodies, I believe. In Prometheus, there was bodies, wasn't there, that, that had holes in them where things had come out of them. So presumably yeah. that's happened already. But then they kind of retconned that in this movie. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's definitely not giving off the impression of a film that was made as part of a trilogy. Mm. That yeah. ended up just being two. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's a... I think a very sort of the studio made some decisions and we put this out because we needed to put something out kind of film. Do
0: you know what it reminds me of now you look at it in that sense is it reminds me of the amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield and uh, Jamie Foxx in that they were building they were building a universe out of a sequel that never happened and it got axed. Mm and that feels exactly what this feels like it feels like they were building something to a trilogy and an idea of um, david at the end but that just never happened and it was just left on the on the cutting room floor i guess um i put a thing that um it's a real alien movie so it's a real ridley scott movie it has exactly so it's completely abandoned all the prometheus stuff where it's like uh these um vistas and these amazing scores and these huge operatic um sequences and they've gone in favor of space with the alien music and the alien titles literally like the first film isn't it uh, it's yeah. all exactly the same i was really i didn't realize that when i first watched it And i think since we've watched all of them together I just noticed Oh yeah, they've just ripped off the whole opening of Alien One, that's what it looks like. Apart from this scene with with David, which is I really like the scene. I love it. I thought it was yes. the, arguably one of the best things about this movie. And I know that doesn't say much, but the scene at the beginning is David in a room with his creator, played by Guy Pierce. He's Wayland, isn't it? Peter Whalen. Yeah. Feels like it probably should have been in the last movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I think maybe it is just something that maybe hit the cutting room floor last time, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got this great scene. You know, it's got real good chemistry. Uh, You know, it has sort of a a sense of anticipation. It's a really great scene. Let's use it in this movie instead. I
0: think as well, because it's two exceptionally good actors on a yeah. huge, beautiful, like, white room with this vista in the background of the mountains. And then um, he's got the um, the artwork, the Pio della Francesca on the wall and the statue of uh, David. I, I did do that thing, James, again, where I watched it and I made a note that just says, remember to tell James, is this a movie for smart people, James? I think this is a movie for smart people because they have, like, references to things that are really, like, um, I don't know, like posh like things that you would only really know about if you were well versed and you drank a special type of wine made in a vineyard in France and you talked about Piero della Francesca and I just thought it was a bit pretentious that they started the movie by saying this is a really smart movie where I have this smart pig painting on the wall and this piano it's a very particular piano and this is a chair made of wicker but with wicker from the thing and it's like "What the fuck are they talking about do you know, do you know I what think- I mean
1: yeah, I think it's for maybe it's maybe a movie for people who think they're smarter than they are. Yeah, that's like, what we said about the last it, one. It, it's like it's probably a really good thing to throw in a movie so journalists have something to talk about. Yeah, like, smart they people. Can, they can they can compliment you on how great and your references are. Sort of like if you ignore the fact that this movie is just a almost a one to one rip off of the movie you already made. Um you can get your teeth into some of these great references we've made (laughs) yeah it's got it's got no story but look at the references i mean look at that painting on the wall isn't it great i know i had that thing as well of going there's a bit later where he says and again this is a a, 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 not
0: i'm not tooting my own horn but because natalie's a school teacher and she knows a lot about poetry when he says the thing about um ozymandias the poem by byron that's going that's not fucking byron that's written by percy shelley who's mary shelley's husband i know that because natalie teaches it <laughs> and then it's like and then it actually becomes a reference later that he saying because david gets it wrong you're like oh that's clever so he did he deliberately gets it wrong i was like okay that makes sense um but i did the smart people thing where i watched this and i thought hang on movie i know something you don't oh never mind um yeah they do that whole thing again where it's like who made us why are we here um and then they kind of just fuck it off and do Alien.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they talk about the engineers and yeah. in the in the previous film, in this film, they don't really mention the engineers. The engineers basically are late waste by David. Yeah, they
0: are and... in it, but they're not. They have no bearing on anything that happens in the movie at all.
1: No, no. Um, there is a, a, a semi cool little reference uh, where David's got like the sort of cut open body of an engineer and he's positioned it in the same shape as the statue of david oh i saw that i thought that was just the statue of david is that an engineer's body apparently so
0: oh i didn't see that i saw that i saw the david statue on the planet that's in the background i just figured he'd made he'd made a david that does make sense actually now um
1: so yeah, so there's some cool things with the engineers going on but they really just sack it off and um we thought we got a bunch of really bad scientists in the last film. Oh, my These God. These scientists are even <laughs> worse. God. We're going to talk
0: about it a bit because I've got so many notes on that. Ah um, oh God. There's another thing that really annoys me about the opening of this film, right? And And I think I've got it written here somewhere. Okay, 25 minutes into this movie... And absolutely nothing has happened that has any bearing on the plot that's the rest of this movie. Um, there's a solar flare that happens, some sort of flare thing. Um, the fucking spaceship's got solar panels, James. It has to recharge. Didn't have to do in Prometheus. <laughs> why, why is it recharging in this one? Doesn't make any sense. Um, so that annoyed me. Um then the the ship has an issue and they have to stop and I was like okay so it's the ship's got a problem and they have to stop which is why they all get woken up early uh fine that's going to lead them to a planet we'd probably have to stop for something and no that's not that's not it at all that's not relevant so none of that actually happens they'd have a thing thing gets resolved and while thing is being resolved Tennessee, who's um, um, Danny McBride's character, he gets a little bit of a transmission from space, which apparently being 106 foot away from the spaceship is is adequate enough to get an alien transmission, but being on the spaceship 106 feet further away doesn't make you get the transmission. Makes no fucking sense.
1: We've all been to a pub and had to walk outside to get signal. <laughs> it does We've it all like, done that. It does feel like that. It does. It feels like Danny McBride's got. I need five G. I need to go
0: on the edge of the ship and fucking hundred <laughs> foot out of the ship to get signal. Oh, <laughs> it was so irritating. And yeah, that for me feels like. And again, I was looking forward to this with you so much because it just felt like the whole movie has that sort of aggravating, ah, oh, Jesus Christ thing to it. Um, yeah little more of much like the cryo explodes and kills the captain within about 30 seconds of this movie right and the yeah. captain we then find out is played by james franco so you literally see them
1: cut off the charred body of james franco <laughs> like why is james franco even in this movie i would love to know how much he got paid for the facetime call he makes Right, by the and... time I finish this
0: podcast, I'm going to have
1: found the answer <laughs> to your question. <laughs> um, it,
0: it, I hope it was I hope it was quite a lot. Of it's flooding. so stupid. And then it's like that thing again that you said in the last one where we're then meant to care about Daniels, um, the, the Catherine Waterman character, even though we've never met her before. We don't know her husband. We know he looks like James Franco and we know he's now Crispy. Um, but it has nothing because we didn't know them anyway. We had no... It's not like they're from the last movie and then you kill the main character off. If it was like Hicks and Ripley, it's different, isn't it? But yeah. it isn't that. So they haven't earned that. So therefore, it doesn't matter. And then there's like a bit where Aurum, the Billy Grudup character who becomes the captain, he's like Christian. But that has no bearing on anything either.
1: So... Yeah, cause it- <laughs> Apparently, there's some sort of thing in the Wayland Corporation where if you're religious, people won't listen to you. Oh, it's except, bizarre. Except for the the guy that started the company, who I assume's still in charge of like the whole Wayland Enterprise. Yeah. Um, his his whole thing was finding his creator. So yeah. you know, he he was kind of a religious zealot himself. I nothing makes sense. The the message they get um through. What's His Face's Helmet, Tennessee's Helmet, is a John Denver song.
0: Is it <laughs> yeah. a John Denver song? Yeah, it's a Not John, really it's, it's
1: um, yeah, it's Take Me Home, isn't
0: it? Um, yeah. To the place where we are, West Virginia. Yeah, but he only picks it up because he's, like, listening to her hum it, which is, that's fucking hard. I mean, that's like a that's like Richard Osman's House of Games difficult, that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, this is, you know, it, it's like listening to Reeves and Mortimer and you, you listen to the club singer. Yeah, they and you suddenly, can't guess it. Ref- <laughs> yeah, they, they suddenly guess it. I am like, okay, so it sort of has a similar tune. Okay, but why would you instantly assume you're out in the middle of nowhere and someone's going to be sending you a message that is John Denver? Yeah, I don't know why people would think that. So that makes no sense. Um, the 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 main character, we don't really know much about her at the beginning of the film. She looks we know a bit like Ripley. About her at the end, she looks like Ripley. And she, wears, she looks like Ripley. She has a little
0: tank top on and she's a bit like Ripley. And when you saw the picture of her when they announced the movie, you were like, oh, they're doing Ripley. It's going to be like, it's a woman that's just basically Ripley. They're going to run with that idea. Yeah, um, but
1: she's got no character arc. No, Ripley nothing. at least had a character arc. Like Ripley wasn't always a badass and she became a badass.
0: Well, yeah, because this... Ripley's like second or third in command in the first one, isn't she?
1: Yeah. Um, this one. Mm. She's not that. A, much of a badass at the beginning, but we we're told to believe she is, and then she does some things throughout the film that make you think maybe she is, but she doesn't really change it's, at all. There's no there's no emotional change.
0: Yeah, someone's put um, a note on uh, I think it's Inverse and Screen Rant saying that James Franco was going to have a marginally bigger role in the movie, and there is some footage of him and the crew where they take the photo, which is the photo we see in the final film, which is the scene where the photo is taken as a scene you can watch on YouTube, which is a, a similar to that Wayland TED Talk we saw, where it's like, uh, this is something that you've got to watch on the internet before you go and see the film, which, again, we thought was a good idea in 2012, but it turns out it wasn't. It was a shit idea. Um, yeah. And, yeah, James Franco is in it, and there's a load of stuff with Aurum's um, character and Daniels' character, and there's a whole like backstory that gives you a bit more information about why they're there. None of that's in the movie, so it means nothing. No. Yeah.
1: I would like it to be in the film. The reason it it it's terrible, it's a terrible idea anyway, but the reason it's extra terrible <laughs> is you, you'd hope that your film's going to last a, a good while. Mm. I mean, I would hope if I've made a film and invested the amount of money that a film like Alien Covenant takes... I would hope that film's going to outlast YouTube. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, so the the thing that you've posted on YouTube that contributes to the film won't exist soon. <laughs> so I, no one's going to see that thing.
0: No, I agree. There's a little bit of... Um, there's loads of stuff where I, I kind of forgot until halfway through the movie. These are all couples on the spaceship, aren't they? Because they're a colony mission. Uh, so everyone's yes. sort of married off to each other. And I really like the idea that we could have put the Love Island theme over it when it starts and it's like Love Island in space. <laughs> and instead of being voted off, you just get burned in a cryo tube. <laughs> um, uh, just, <laughs> that's where my brain was going at like oh, midnight dear. last night watching this movie. Uh, there's also a really cool scene where... Uh like you get to meet Walter and Walter is the updated version of David who is uh much more American, uh much more straight edge. He's uh he's not um I don't even know how you describe David. David's a bit of a Nancy, isn't he? He's a little bit all over the place, a bit unhinged. He's he likes creepy. He likes Peter O'Toole, so he's sort of doing that Lawrence of Arabia impression still. Um yeah, he's a bit creepy. Uh, he says a few inappropriate th- well, a, quite a few inappropriate things in this movie actually. Um but you know the bit where Walter and, and him meet for the first time? Um it's supposed to be really intense and I couldn't get away from the scene in Toy Story Two where Buzz goes to the toy shop and meets the other Buzz. <laughs> Do you remember? And it's like yeah. one Buzz is still thinks he's a Space Ranger whereas other Buzz is like, This guy's a moron <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I just wanted to watch Toy Story then. Ugh. Yeah, so nothing happens, 25 minutes in, solar flare, blah, 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 they have seven years left, blah, 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 signal, blah, 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 and then uh, Catherine Waterson says, oh, I want to go to build a cabin with my husband, and I can't do that now, you're like, fucking hell, you can build a cabin at home, why did you travel to space to build a cabin, you could have just got some land in Canada. I don't don't know. It all seemed a bit strange. And I think the only character I kind of remotely liked was, I put this in my notes, is Walter in Tennessee. I thought Tennessee's quite a fun character. Uh, I like Danny McBride. I think he's a great actor anyway. Um, Love Fassbender. And again, there's not really anything you can say about Fassbender in this movie. Even to the point where Fassbender has top billing in this movie and he's not technically
1: the main character. Um, Yeah. It is his movie. He's great in it. He's spot on in this. Yeah, this is... This isn't, you know, Aliens to Prometheus' as Alien. This is David's. Yeah. Although, you know, one of them's called Walter. But they're, they're... <laughs> yeah. I, I I love Michael Fassbender in this film. Yeah, He's I do. I, I would watch like a, a Supercut version of this film where it's just his scenes. Yeah. And it would probably be a great film. It wouldn't make any sense, but it would be <clears> wicked. <throat> um, so, yeah, Walter's a much cooler version of David. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's, he, he has a little bits of banter with the crew. He uh, joins in having a drink with them. He's just a, he's an all around cool dude. So you can see that David would probably quite jealous of him because he's, yeah. he's also technically a more up to date model yeah. of Android. And uh, yeah, he's
0: just doing those characters though, the nuances and the, and the slight yeah. twitches that David has to, kind of both display the fact that he's unhinged, but also that he's he's not the same person. Um, yeah. The work Fassbender does and, and the subtlety he does in this movie to distinguish on screen between those two characters, even when he's looking, David holds his face in a different way to Walter until at the end when David's pretending to be Walter and he... And his face changes from Walter to David. And to explain that over a podcast is almost impossible. You kind of just have yeah. to go and watch it. But there's that bit, isn't there, at the end where he literally does a fastbender change, a face change from the Walter to David. You're like, fuck, he's a good actor. He's just changed a oh. facial expression. And I know it's the different character that he's playing.
1: Because um, oh, it, it's him. so strange. It, it, like I say, it's difficult to explain, but it almost feels to me when I'm watching it that uh, David is a, I don't know, a more, uh, a slightly thinner, more gaunt-looking face, mm-hmm. and Walter's got more of a, and it could just be like the American accent throwing me off, but Walter feels more robust. Yeah, and it's just in the way he holds his face, and it's such a strange, thing, bizarre, it's isn't really it? Clever, it's mm. really smart. Uh, one quarter
0: of the way into this movie, so we're one quarter through it. Uh, we get off the spaceship on the planet (laughs) it takes a quarter of this film to start the film Um, Alien theme tune literally starts playing when they start walking across the planet Uh, I I was going to say to you as well they find an alien ship on an alien planet that's crash landed and it's full of suspicious things this is exactly the same as the beginning of Alien 1 it just takes a lot longer to get there Um, so I was kind of pissed off there's also that thing that you and I talked about before the podcast, which is the black goo kind of had a, uh, it was kind of a character of its own in the in Prometheus, in that <clears throat> it was an alien pathogen designed like blood that could mutagenically alter your DNA structure, um, and it kind of fucked with everyone that came into contact with it. It either killed you or it fucked you up, right, in, in the first yeah. one. In this one, it kind of does whatever the plot needs it to do, including literally flying around the air and swimming into a man's ear, which I thought was utterly ridiculous when it happens.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, God. It, it, it's, it's, it doesn't have a rule set, so you can't get really invested in it, because you don't know what it can do.
0: Yeah. It's a bit yeah. like the... It has like a will in this film, unlike... It didn't have this in Prometheus. It was it was literally just a black goo that then David started messing with. But yeah. in this film, it seems to be like the it it can get on you or get in you and it crawls up you and get and then it makes you grow a xenomorph. Um, it's a bit like the symbiote from Spider Man. I I just don't understand as well. Like we said, David has to make the eggs and he makes the eggs by experimenting with the black goo and other things. Um, And and then the egg gives birth to the the face hugger, which gets onto your face, which impregnates you with an egg, which grows into a xenomorph. But at the beginning of this movie, that doesn't happen. A xenomorph just grows out of someone's back. I don't understand the rules of this movie at all. And I don't think anyone does. It just seems like so silly. Um, I also, like you said earlier, I hate every person in this movie to the point where... I'm quite happy to just watch them die. The scientists, so called scientists, and I'm doing the inverted comma bunny ears here. Yeah. They just make the stupid fucking decisions. Like, there's a bit where it goes from an intriguing sci fi alien movie to just all out scary movie level. Where yeah. do you know what I mean? Where she slips on the blood, and then she falls over. Someone falls into a wall. Then she accidentally blows up the spaceship. Um, someone sets himself on fire. One woman traps her own leg in a door. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculously how like, how stupid it is at that point
1: in the movie. Yeah, it is. It's absolute Scooby Doo levels of nonsense that that's going on. It just happens to be more bloody than Scooby Doo. Yeah. Uh, uh, and like you say, with the xenomorphs growing out of people's backs, it doesn't make me enjoy the film. It makes me slightly distrustful of all these scientists growing ears on mice's backs.
0: Yeah, I thought the cool the bit where it comes out of the guy's back in the in the hospital bay bit. I thought that was really cool. It looks cool. I'm a big yeah. fan of gore in films, so in terms of the gore, it's definitely a tick for me. But yeah, it didn't feel earned Do you know what I mean like it didn't feel yeah. like we earned anything from, from any
1: of that stuff um, uh, I think that's a, th- a common theme throughout the film none of the re- big reveals feel like they're that important because mm. they're not earned and and some of them are then immediately ruined by just l- the camera sticking on the big reveal for far too long yeah I, I think that, that seems to happen a lot in the film Um the, uh, I know we're skipping ahead a little bit here but it is sort of interlinked when uh, the the first tr- sort of true xenomorph chest scene happens yeah and that just after that there's a moment where it's not it, it's revealed that it's not really a chest because it's got arms and legs already and it just sort of stands there and waves its arms up in the air.
0: <laughs> it, and, do, it does a sort of high five, doesn't it?
1: And it's, it's, a, it's, a little, it's sort of like a little brown robe away from being Grogu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's is, stupid. It, it's so silly. It just looks daft because the camera sticks on it whilst it's waving its hands in the air. <laughs> and and I, I could work out whether it was a really smart homage to the big hug from the first one. Or yeah, no, maybe I don't think They just it run out of ideas, <laughs> or maybe that's just how they think a, a scary baby alien would look. I don't know, but uh, yeah,
0: it, yeah, I don't know.
1: That the fact that it stuck so long on this, what effectively looked like a mini alien that wasn't a chest burst because the chestbursters bursters were were kind of creepy because they sort of scuttled off.
0: Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a little maggot, wasn't it, in the first yeah. one? Yeah, that was kind of why then, it was cool and freaky.
1: Yeah, but the fact that it's got arms and legs already, and it just needs to get bigger somehow—that's also never explained how it goes from being little alien to big alien. It's yeah. not really explained.
0: Well, in the original one, does it grow on its own, or does it eat something? I can't remember.
1: I think they have to eat things yeah. to get big. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly sure certainly follow the basic sort of uh, predatory animal type <clears throat> thing where they eat and get bigger. Yeah, but this I... one just sort of. Becomes a big thing.
0: I must admit, I put a note in here where after the arrival at the Acropolis with David, I kind of lost interest. I think I zoned out for half an hour. Yeah. So I've got very few notes. It, it's kind of that thing of you get Walter and David's scene, which I said was like Buzz Lightyear. Um, you do the blowing, I'll do the fingering. Happens, uh, which oh. is one of the worst lines in conceivable history in filmmaking. Uh, yeah. especially when you're going for a serious tone. I, I Presumably they are going for a serious tone. Um, and then you see sort of David's experiments. He, he, he gives us the backstory for how him and Shaw got to um, that world. And it's the engineers' home world that they go to. And just before they arrive, David decides to commit genocide and kill all the engineers with the black goo, which they were going to throw on humans, weren't they? They were going to drop it on Earth. Yeah. Um, so I liked that bit, I thought that bit was really cool but it lasts all of about 30 seconds and then, again, doesn't really explain the black goo because the black goo doesn't do that in any of the other, in Prometheus it didn't do that it just altered no. your DNA structure whereas in this film it literally just murders everybody you're like, oh, okay, so it's killing everyone instead right, that's not what I thought it was for, but never mind what do I and know?
1: It's, it's a really hard self to imagine that the engineer's planet, the home world, exists entirely within this one city that they happen to find.
0: Yeah, that he drops the thing on.
1: Yeah, like, is that it? Because they've, obviously there's about 10 years' time difference between Prometheus and this film. Yeah, these so, people,
0: these engineers that live on different planets all over the universe, they're just wiped out in one go by one spaceship. Yeah. It does seem and a it, bit strange.
1: It, it doesn't seem like it's a legit thing. Uh, but, again... At this point, I, I think you and I had both checked out of the film making any sense, and I, I was really just ready to get get it to the point where the alien's, you know, on the ship, which is another bit I don't fully understand. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, might... they have one alien that bursts out of
0: Aurum, because they go look at this egg isn't it cool and he goes oh what about the egg and he's like stick your face in it and he goes why stick your face in it have a look and he goes oh i'm gonna stick my face in it like everyone's just shouting again like you said like worst decisions of any people ever who all deserve to die um and he sticks his face in it and he gets a face hugger on him and it's like what did you think was gonna happen you idiot um, don't yeah. trust David because we know from the whole movie that David's not trustworthy because that's already <laughs> been established so that, that's just not if it makes any sense
1: no no it, they basically do the the alien facehugger equivalent of does this smell like chloroform <laughs> yeah they do yeah yeah and uh, then we get the weird uh,
0: hello just burst" the scene um, yeah. then that happens and then I think so someone that... else gets a, an egg inside them but we don't see that happen do we
1: that's it. That's the thing that confused me. Yeah, how did it get on the ship? Because <laughs> cause I'm, I'm, I've am I'm got enough fingers to count how many aliens we have so far. And it's one. We've got one alien that comes comes out of, of the wavy arm chestburster scene. Yeah, we've got two we got, white aliens. Alien.
0: They got killed.
1: They got killed. So still we're at one living potentially dangerous alien that within minutes, it seems, yeah. becomes a massive xenomorph. Yeah, it seems bigger than the regular xenomorphs that we, or the the xenomorphs that we see in Alien. It seems bigger than those. Oh, it's Imagine massive! It's standing upright.
0: And it's like double man size. It's like twelve foot tall.
1: So we've got that one that gets on the weird little transporter thing, the platform thing, gets, yeah. Then gets killed. Hmm. So that's not a worry. Then all of a sudden, there's another alien on the ship.
0: Yeah, in the shower scene, which is a really good scene, by the way. The
1: shower scene's incredible, but where does the alien come from? <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I agree. I remember thinking that that shower scene, I'm pretty sure, is in the trailer. But it... Yes. The the film is sort of halfway between being, where do we come from? Why are we here? To slasher slasher horror horror shower murder <laughs> like it's so yeah. the tone of this movie is so fucking rubbish isn't it and i remember yeah, thinking it... this like earlier tonight when i watched it and i started collating notes like this film is so shite because it's juggling with this thing of what it is to be human but we don't really care i'm religious and i'm in space but we're not going to go back to that I'm a strong female character, but I need all the men in the film to save me. We're not going to worry about that. Um, David's in it twice. <laughs> then, and yeah. then there's a xenomorph, not xenomorph, then xenomorph. Then there's a xenomorph in the shower, and then he gets killed. And, and then we're going to go on a colony mission again. But, oh, no, James... David was on the ship because obviously there's no way we would have called that he could have swapped with Walter at that exact minute they were both fighting and then cut off his hand and then put on Walter's clothes within 30 seconds and then snuck aboard the ship. It's like, oh god, this is so bad. Like it, it's so it, bad. it should be a really cool moment and it is kind of a cool moment when Daniels realizes it's David, not Walter and then he yeah. and then he coughs up a couple of um um eggs with facehuggers in again we don't know whether we need facehuggers or we don't need facehuggers but apparently we do oh, and then it finishes
1: i i can almost buy that the humans in a in a stressful moment hmm. wouldn't realize it's not walter would i cuz let's face it they're not the top of the class scientists we've established so that prob- yeah we, so <laughs> i reckon Two almost identical-looking androids yeah. would probably pass for one another. Yeah. I can accept that. <laughs> what I don't get is Mother is confused by yeah uh, the, the Walter date. Why would a computer system that should be fully aware of what Walter's signature is yeah why would why would the ship's computer system not know that it's David? That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. That's brilliant. I, so I'm watching this film, going, everything's stupid in this world. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I've got <And> you. Any... No... <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> no one deserves to get out of this alive. I even wanted David to succeed at this point. David is. Fine. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: totally. I yeah. I've written a question down, um, which I thought I'd put to you, um, which is, which came first, the xenomorph or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> Because in Alien, I thought they needed a queen to lay eggs, whereas in this movie, David makes the eggs by experimenting with black goo, which I didn't understand. Did you understand that? Like, he's got them in the basement, but how does he get them? Where does, he, what does yeah. he do?
1: How does he make them? Where, where do the eggs come from? Did Did they come from his experiments after killing sure Well, I, I don't know i don't um, know
0: somebody it's on or. the internet and again i'm gonna i'm gonna branch off a little bit i've been reading a lot about this on the internet because we did this with prometheus apparently you need to yeah. be a smart person to understand these films but again i dispute that um a smart person on the internet said that if you look at the scene where we flash over Shaw's body there yeah. was an extra long version of this where she's got her eyes open and it's more gross and David explains what he did to her but you don't get that in this film again it seems like a thing with these films where we don't really get anything unless you go on youtube um but there's there's and apparently he's if you look carefully he's cut out her reproductive organs and her rib cage and her hands have been cut off and apparently david uses her fingers to fashion the um uh like the idea of a face hugger and he uses her her um her lady parts and her her fallopian tubes and her eggs to mutate them into becoming the eggs which are then later the alien eggs apparently so right that's why she's been butchered and put on a table because he's using her dna to make something out of nothing essentially with the black um and apparently she was supposed to be his first queen but she died and then he just cut her up But David's intentions was to turn her into the alien queen, which is apparently what he's going to do to Daniels. Because he says to Daniels in one of the scenes, he says, I'm going to do the same thing to you that I tried to do to her. And then they have that little fight, don't they? And apparently that's what he means. It's a whole thing that's referenced, but we don't really know about it because the whole subplot was cut out of the movie. But If you go digging, you can find David Lindelof's original script. And and there's a few references to that in it. That's why he does it.
1: But... Okay. again
0: who cares
1: <laughs> yeah I mean, this is the sort of digging that you'd do if you really cared about the film yeah I don't but but I don't think the the film doesn't do enough to make you want to go that far
0: no all we have to do is go no. back to Alien 1 and Alien 2 yeah. Alien 1 is a mystery in space it starts out with a a rogue signal again we don't need to know anything more about it they find the signal whether it's a good or bad signal doesn't really matter they go to a place um we don't need to know where it is doesn't matter um they find a ship doesn't matter where that ship came from doesn't have any bearing on the plot then they find the um the eggs and and we don't care about where the eggs came from obviously we find out later that they're laid by a queen. John Hurt gets an egg on his face, literally then it all kicks off. And it's fine. That works because it's got mystery and tension. And I remember thinking the biggest thing of this movie, it has no tension at all in it. It's not scary at all. Not really. It's a bit gory, but it's not tense, interesting or scary. And that is, for me, why it's a flop.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine if we were if we remade the first Alien film, but with the kind of logic they use for Alien Covenant. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the, the the alert signal thing that they get is just sort of a, a beep, isn't it? And and Mother tells them yeah. that it's it's important. Could you imagine if in the first film, it, instead of that, it's like, oh, this planet's playing Bohemian Rhapsody. We need to go and see them. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what effectively happens here. Oh, they're playing John Denver. We should go and see what that planet's about.
0: Yeah. And it takes, like, Stop. 30 minutes for any of that to happen, which doesn't... It's not like that in Alien. And also, like, yeah. Ash being a robot in Alien is a big twist. Yeah.
1: Um
0: And Ash working against the rest of the crew is a twist. Um, we have none of that in this movie. Um, there are no slightly interesting characters. It is it, just a mess, James. I did put that I put this movie, all in all, is pretty boring from start to finish. Um, yeah. And then the Xenomorph on the ship feels gratuitous at best. It also feels really rushed. From the Xenomorph showing up in the shower scene to the Xenomorph being kicked off the ship, it's like five minutes. It's so pointless. It's like a tacked-on ending to the film that doesn't need to be there. Um, So, yeah, I just... yeah, God, I'm so glad that... It's sad in a way that that's the end we're going out on for Alien, but it's also that thing of going... God, how can they keep churning these kind of crap scripts out, and they get made into fifty, sixty million dollar films? It's just scary, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. This gets funded. Yeah. How? How? Who decides that another one of these is good? And they're doing it again, aren't they? Soon, I think there's going to be another Alien prequel type thing.
0: I didn't know about that. I, I, yeah, I've, I think there's been things flying around for a while that there's going to be an Alien sequel. Set yeah. years later with Sigourney in it, but it was gonna, it was gonna um, retcon um, Alien Three and Four. That's what I read. But again, I don't think that's happening yeah. now either. But that was on the cards oh. for a while.
1: It, it just, I think they need to leave it be now. Hmm. I mean, they they got they got all that excitement, they got all that nostalgia buzz from getting Ridley back. Yeah. it didn't really amount to much. And now I don't think they need to do any more. Just just let it be. People have got two really good alien films they can watch and they've got several mediocre ones that they can fill their time with.
0: I also think that the um if I'll be honest, the um CGI in this film is a bit of shit.
1: Yeah. I you mean know, the aliens yeah. flapping
0: about and it's like wiggling like a worm and it runs after them and it's all skittish.
1: I thought that looked a bit poor when I first saw it. Yeah, I I read somewhere in doing some research like yourself that they kind of tried to base the aliens' movement on a praying mantis and a baboon. Yeah, because that's obvious. Yeah. (laughs) And and I'm looking at it going, it doesn't look like they've done any of that. It looks like the CGI artists have just made it wiggle a bit. Yeah. And I, I would have been much happier just it being some actor in a suit.
0: Well, yeah, in Aliens, when they're crawling through the shaft at the top, they're just people in suits with big heads, but they
1: look scary. Yeah. They work. And the other thing someone got dead excited about that I didn't really see the point or, or of interest in is we see a bit of the alien vision again because they've done that in a was it Alien Three where we we saw things from the point of view of the alien, and it's it's done in this film and it sort of looks a bit like warped and. Mm. And yep. Someone got someone on the internet again. Smart person on the internet. That's probably what we need to call this. <laughs> this this <laughs> basically <episode>. Reddit. <laughs> yeah. A smart person on the internet said that this proves that aliens have eyes. Yeah. I was like, okay. I never really questioned that. I figured oh, yeah. they could find their prey somehow. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't really interested how. Um, I'm more interested in that funny little mouth thing in the middle of their mouth. That's cool. Um, eyes never really came into it for me. I wasn't that worried about how an alien saw. I'm just sick like,
0: of having to go on Reddit to find out how this film works. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. frustrating. <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Well, I think we've somehow stumbled to the end of the film. Yeah. And that's kind of how the film felt at the end of it. It's like, oh, we're at the end of the film. Daniels has realised it's David, not Walter. And Walter's got two facehugger things and he's he's going to keep it in cryo like everything else. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of the film.
0: I was quite sad that Numi Rapese didn't have a part in it apart from being dead. (laughs) Yeah. She felt like she was actually quite a good character. It would have been nice to have her back for at least one or two scenes apparently there are a couple of scenes filmed with her and david which were cut from the film again that just seems to be the the whole flavor of this movie doesn't it it's all the good fucking bits got left
1: and we just ended up with this pile of crap do you reckon it's because they just get too confused with shaw because they are basically cookie cutter versions of one another yeah Uh, of uh, daniels i mean
0: yeah shaw and daniels are the same character
1: Yeah. With the boyfriend.
0: One lost her boyfriend 40 minutes into the runtime. This one lost her boyfriend two minutes into the runtime. Yeah. Right. Do you want some facts?
1: Let's have some facts. Right.
0: right? Here's the uh, cue the old jingle up. Right. This is the five facts section of our beloved podcast. Um, there's a... they literally... I think we have talked about most of it anyway, but I thought I'd just give you some obscure ones that I really liked from Screen Rant and from different parts of the internet that I've read. Um, Drinky birding Canteen. So there's a bit in this movie where you see the canteen um, on yeah. the, on the... Whatever you'd call it, the HMS fucking... Covenant, whatever it's called. Yeah. And um, it's the little rocky bird that's drinking out of a cup. It's on the dinner table. It's exactly the same one that's in Alien 1. Um, Just so you can see, it's a complete rip-off of the original film. Yeah. Uh, But I kind of liked that. I thought it was quite cute. And it's nice homage. It's odd that Ridley's doing a homage to himself because he'd made this film. Um, There are three or four... This is fact number two. There are three or four massive... Um, Blade Runner references in this movie. Um, The opening sequence of this film is an eyeball. It literally starts with David's eyeball, which is exactly how Blade Runner starts, with the eyeball and fire. Uh, And David is a replicant, basically. And this whole idea that we've talked about before is that there's a very strange potential that the universes of Blade Runner and Alien cross over because... They went, Wayland yutani went off-world and they created, you know, um, synthetic humanoids or replicants, which are, some are still on Earth and the ones that have been retired need to be uh, hunted down by a Blade Runner, uh, hence Harrison Ford. But yeah, and there's loads of weird stuff. I just read it on here as well. So there's an identical shot... Um, of the eyeball from Blade Runner. Several lines of dialogue in both films are parallel, including David asking Walter if he ever dreams, which is another reference to Roy in uh, Blade Runner. Daniels accosts David and stabs him in the face. David shouts, that's the spirit, which is exactly the same line that Roy says to Deckard after he hits him with the metal pipe in Blade Runner. So it's Uh, just fucking copied, the film. The film's the same thing. You're like, yeah. And the parallels between Roy Batty and... David, because it's the unhinged robot um, yeah. who wants to be a real boy. Yeah, I was struck by that. And then the lines as well. And again, this, is, this isn't this is like someone paying homage to their
1: favourite film, Blade Runner. This is the man that made Blade Runner paying homage to himself. <laughs> it's very odd. Do you, do you reckon he's got to the point where he's made so many films, he's forgotten? Yeah, I was thinking... So he's just remaking them. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. He's so old, he just doesn't know what he's made and what he
0: hasn't made. Um... This film, Alien Covenant, killed the Neil Blomkamp Alien 5 script. Uh, so District 9 director uh, Neil Blomkamp announced that he was going to helm the fifth Alien film in the franchise. It was going to be an actual Alien movie uh, taking place after the events of Alien. And as we said before, ignoring Alien, 1, uh, sorry, Alien 3 and 4, it was going to have Ripley in it, um, a Sigourney Weaver, Michael Beam was supposed to be in it as well as uh, Hicks. And Fox were all behind it. And then they asked Blomkamp to delay the project because there was an idea floating around that Ridley wanted to do a sequel to Prometheus, which would then line up as a prequel to Alien 1. And they said, yeah, but they're not really related. And they were like, just leave it for a bit. And uh, yeah, the project was eventually cancelled when um, Uh Ridley decided not to go with a Prometheus sequel, but rather to actually call it Alien Covenant, um, not Prometheus 2. So everyone was just completely perplexed by this and then that script got thrown in the bin basically but there's a really cool bit of artwork on the internet if you guys want to go and see it if you google neil blomkamp alien 5 uh it's uh soldiers and um uh, ripley on a spaceship going to a battleground and there are two xenomorphs who have got headgear on and it looks like the xenomorphs have been militarized and they have little probes in their head it looks like they've been controlled by the military as weapons um so i'm guessing that's where they were going with alien five that the xenomorphs would have been basically like the velociraptors from jurassic world (laughs) oh no yeah so yeah, i thought it was pretty good um and then the last fact i had i don't have five i think this is technically four facts tonight but you know whatever who's counting
1: i can add you a a fifth one good i'm glad Um,
0: my fourth fact james is that daniels literally took her hairstyle from the actor ezra miller and the movie Fantastic Beasts, the Harry Potter film, which was, oh. uh, so Ezra Miller's character has a little bowl cut in, in Fantastic Beasts. And Catherine Waterson plays one of the wizard characters in that movie with Ezra Miller. And she liked that haircut and decided to have her hair cut like that for this film. So, yeah. Oh, Stupid. oh okay.
1: I mean, that's, it, it makes about as much sense as the rest of the film. She wanted a bowl cut. <laughs> and why not? I have fact number five for you then, Jake. Beautiful. Uh, This is... We've argued, I think, quite well throughout this podcast that the film makes no sense. Oh, yeah. Just be grateful that you didn't have to go and see the Chinese version of this film. (laughs) Because apparently the Chinese version of the film is heavily edited to get approval uh, from the censor's office in China. Besides the violent scenes, almost any scene with an alien was cut or shortened, so you can barely see the creatures. As was the kiss between David and Walter.
0: Oh God! So, they always so, go after the gays. They do. <laughs> Why do and they the always aliens, go after, it after the? <laughs> <seems>. <laughs> yeah, they're not even real men. They're robot men. It's not even a real yeah. gay kiss.
1: <laughs> I, it's the same man. It's not even two people.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the same man kissing himself. It's essentially the social political version of kissing the mirror. Yeah.
1: So, oh so the Chinese God. version of this film must make absolutely no sense because they get oh rid of the gosh. alien... And they get rid of the kiss between David and Walter and there's no violence. I wonder if like what what's left?
0: <laughs> I wonder if all mirrors are banned in China. Just in case a man is <laughs> masturbating and catches a look at himself. They'd <laughs> be like, You're going straight to prison Oh, oh gosh. I I, I just <laughs>
1: I love the Chinese editors because they seem to just choose the most random things to want to get rid of.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I actually think we should do a whole episode about Chinese censorship. Uh, because, oh. you know, the way the world's going, we're probably not going to be able to laugh about this for much longer. But no, um, we might as
1: well do it while we can. Yeah. So, I, yeah that, that was just a, a funny fact that I found. That I was just I, I couldn't get my head around it, what they must have cut. The film must be 20 minutes long.
0: I love that so much. I think that's my favourite fact you've ever given me. It, <laughs> just the idea that they're watching a shit film that's then devoid of all alien action <laughs> it's just various things how it cuts what where's the thing that's ah, gone well, uh,
1: yeah i uh, it's oh, i i don't get it i don't understand it but there we go it's a thing that exists uh
0: there is another thing that again it's always reddit this is reese 1495 on reddit um engineer the the engineers from covenant are not uh the same as the prometheus ones they are in fact another of the supreme race's experiments that david comes across on the travels so they go to this planet thinking it's the engineer home planet but it's actually never stated what species these creatures are in covenant david kills them with black goo in the scene that's briefly shot Um, But if you look at the engineers and the way they are compared to the ones at the beginning of Prometheus, they look very different and they're also, they look more human, more like us than they do like the engineers. And therefore these are probably just other humanoids that were created by engineers like us as an experiment, um, which David just drops the black goo on and kills. So actually these are probably just another bunch of harmonious creatures living in space in their lovely little happy uh, ancient Greek sort of world.
1: Oh, and they all okay, got so, they all got battered. <laughs> so even, even there's no point at all then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's no point
0: at all because these aren't even the same engineers as the ones that made us. These might be just be another bunch of humans. It's basically like bombing yourself.
1: That's 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 great. So uh, nothing matters. Yeah, nothing makes sense. And we have Alien Covenant to thank for it.
0: Yeah. It's bizarre. The whole franchise is bizarre. But I'm guessing, because it's been a few years since this came out, we're probably never going to hear any more of it ever again. So that's that.
1: I I think that's probably the best news we could end on.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then we could start a new franchise, James. Well, hey. Hey, no way are we doing Alien vs. Predators. Everyone get that idea out of your head. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're not real Alien films. No, and they actually have been retconned by the Prometheus films apparently as well, so they're not not a thing. But yeah, that's that. Alien Covenant. Boxed. Done. Done. Six films later, James, and we were a little
1: bit older than we were. I feel a lot older. And we've... We've made it though. We we've covered it and we we didn't back out on anything. No, you know, alien. We we gave Alien a, a good old shake of the stick. We Probably did more so than we did Fast and Furious.
0: I don't think anything's been this hard to do both organisation and sort of grueling because Alien One and Two are mint. After that, it yeah. felt like a slog. But I never felt that with like Harry Potter or Back to the Future or anything else or Superman. Even I felt they were pretty good.
1: Yeah. This just felt hard work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They didn't none of those films tried to claim I was stupid. No,
0: and we did four lethal
1: weapon films, they were all great. I really enjoyed those.
0: Yeah, Yeah, so next up James, I think we're gonna do
1: Matrix spoiler alert. So everyone go watch Matrix. Yeah, everyone go watch Matrix and then question whether we're actually in the Matrix or not. Yeah, James and, and I will be talking. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking a lot
0: about are we in the matrix or are we stuck in perpetual 1999?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, flip phones are back. Everything's cool again.
0: Ah, oh, um, I love a flip phone. Yeah. I want my flip phone back. <laughs> oh, you can get one, Jake. Yeah, I might do it. I might go back to I might get shades a flip phone and a Discman.
1: <laughs> See? <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine if you've got those. Ninety
0: nine, here we come. <laughs> the world was much better. <laughs> right, James, I'm gonna knock oh. off. Thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you for your continuing support. Uh we will be putting more stuff on our Instagram for the next a lot of podcasts, and uh we've got do the dot com now, thanks to James. Woo! So we will be putting some stuff on do the dot com which we now own, which is all good stuff for us. And I might Indeed. start. Put, I might put some merch on there. See if we can sell any. On a flog some merch. <laughs> yeah. Thinking keychains and t-shirts. Keep it simple. I <laughs> might do some keychains that just have exclusive quotes from you or I on them. Like some of your best lines just be on the back of a keychain with a do the franchise logo. I think that'd be really good.
1: No one wants to carry that with them.
0: Oh, I do. I'll buy them. <laughs> I'll manufacture them and buy them. <laughs>
1: oh dear now we just sound like we're laundering our own money That's this can't true. be good
0: no probably not probably, probably not mention that again right I'll see you in a bit James thanks everybody see you later take bye. care bye <laughs>